0: Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is Beasting. i want ronaldo healthy i want the whole squad
1: healthy seven la liga title in a span of 10 years that basically to me that means he was concussed he was knocked out there was absolutely no competition we're your hosts physical therapy students Andy and berg and welcome to the fantasy doctors soccer podcast
0: welcome episode 11 do you guys like that intro music yeah
1: i hope they like it
0: yeah <laughs> i hope you guys liked it so. too that's our new intro music, and we're working on some other things as well. We got some new cover art coming out, and it's gonna be a good few weeks. We're really I know, starting I know. to ramp up towards World Cup season. Um let's it's get right up. into it. It's yeah. coming
1: up fast. It's coming, it's coming up fast. real quick in
0: a month and a, um yeah, a month and two weeks. Yeah, month and a wow. half. Nice, nice, nice get away. We're Can't coming wait. up, yeah. <laughs> But speaking of World Cup, um, unfortunately, one of France's best players, um, Laurent Koscielny, will not be going to the World Cup. He has ruptured his Achilles tendon. Sadly. Um, Yeah. So what do you think happened there, Berg? Like, what's going on?
1: Uh, Well, to be honest with you, um, when when I saw it, I was looking at a mechanism of injury, right? Every time an injury happened in sport, you got to look at, reason that caused it on either on the field or reason outside of the field. So obviously it happened on the field. So I'm looking at how it happened and I'm looking at the replay. No one touched the guy. He just, I think he was trying to sprint. And then, I don't know, I guess he felt a pop and he just went immediately. I thought Diego Costa was bullying him because, you know, he he did that. <laughs> he did that for the whole game. So I just thought Diego Costa might have, might actually had, you know, kick him. Of course, I wasn't even near him when he fell on the ground, and I'm no, And then I read the report later. It says, you know, he ruptured his Achilles, and I said, oh man, that's a, it's a big blow for, for France and and for this guy for the World Cup. You know, those guys been training, you know, years in, years out, just to get an opportunity to be featured in one of the biggest stage of the game, and he could not injury happen, and you know, like we're talking about in. Uh, pre-production, <laughs> pre-production <laughs> podcast, and Andy gave me some nice information about, well, you you can, you can tell the listeners about the information you gave me.
0: Yeah, so Lauren Koscielny, um, center back defender for Arsenal and France. Um, he has been battling Achilles problems for upwards on about six months now. And if you guys actually look at my Instagram channel, The Football Physios, um, I kind of diagram the injury that um, kind of originally started it. It, w- it was very gradual. It was nothing that was, like, a specific onset. Um, it's something that kind of just developed. And he's been battling this this problem in his Achilles tendon, which is the tendon in the back of your calf, right? Yeah. And um, it's just been inflamed and bothering him for six months now. And today it finally gave way, and it just ruptured. And I don't know. It, it's just very surprising, in my opinion, that the, the return to play um, – was very aggressive in this case because there's clearly yeah. a problem and something such a, yeah i mean it's an achilles tendon you, there's no there's no games to be played here with that
1: mm-hmm. and like i was telling you guys um uh, when when you see these injuries and we look for possible mechanism for injury i had uh, so there are a couple couple mechanism of injury outside of you know the the, the field so there, you know you there's, you know, if you have flat feet, you're more prone to have Achilles rupture. If you if you if you didn't warm up properly, you can get an Achilles rupture throughout the game. But the the big reason why, you know, he had the rupture, like Andy said, one of the reasons is, you know, he had you more you more prone to have Achilles rupture if you had previous Achilles tendon injury. And like Andy said, he had he was battling on Achilles injury before. So I think, you know, I guess it finally gave out. Which yeah. is um give me makes me think about like like you said, the, the return to play. I mean they the, the 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 sport physio, you know, they clearly knew I would say they they they'll have some information on on how he's feeling, how the ankle's feeling. Unless he he hid it from the staff the whole time. I don't I don't know. Or he, maybe you wanted to, you know, be on a World Cup and hide that kind of information.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of external factors here, and going into um, how he actually went onto the field, maybe he, maybe he knew the risks. Yeah, he knew. Right? It's entirely possible that the the medical staff said, "Okay, this is the problem. Um, here are your options, and here are the risks that go along with each option," and that he opted to play anyway. That's entirely possible, and especially during a World Cup year. I mean, if you're gonna risk your your career over anything, it will be getting into that squad. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, big bro- blow for the French national team. Um, not only is Koscielny an excellent defender, he is a leader. And looking at that back line of France, they're rather inexperienced. With the looking
1: at the whole team, period, it's a bunch of youngsters. So you it's need, very young. <laughs> you need that kind of that kind of old guy with the with the bravado to actually you know pass instruction you need that kind of captain in the team and it's a big blow for France really that is out
0: yeah definitely honestly I think it kind of destroyed the world cup host because now you have Varane and Antiti playing together in the back but they're both very very young both very inexperienced when it comes to um, producing on a national level on the world's biggest stage I know
1: and consistent scene consistent too
0: yeah definitely um, all right, so that's it for that injury. Um, going over to Manchester United, our most heartfelt condolences to Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah. who is arguably one of, if not the greatest manager of all time. Um, the man, yeah, definitely. He he defined that entire um, era of the Premier League, as you said, and he's the one that's responsible for where the Premier League is today. Without a doubt. Unfortunately, he um, most likely had a stroke. Um, Berg, why don't you tell our listeners about what happened here and what we can expect going forward? So
1: the report says Alex suffered a brain hemorrhage, which is basically, you know, like the blood vessel get ruptured and blood starts to sip in, in, in the brain. So to give you the little background here, there, there's a brain-blood barrier in the brain. The brain doesn't receive blood as it as other organ does, it's a little weird. There's a there's a barrier in that. So when the blood vessel is actually ruptured, what happens is blood starts to go into the the brain tissue, and the brain doesn't really like that kind of stuff. So it, it becomes irritated. It it increases. The more blood rushed out into those areas, the more it increases the pressure into the brain. And what happens is the more pressure you have in the brain, the more I guess the tissue get kind of crushed, right? So what you want to do is quickly go into, you know, surgery. They're gonna drill a hole into your head to remove all the blood, so that the pressure can decrease, and you know you can be a little safe, um, medically safe. So that's I, that's what they did with Alex Ferguson. The reason why he he had a brain hemorrhage, there's a couple reasons for that. It could be because um, Alex Ferguson has a high blood pressure. He could have an aneurysm. We don't know. We don't have. Um, they didn't tell us that in the report. We're just saying this be based on, you know, what we study in school and what we know about, uh, you know, brain hemorrhage. And it's it's a type of stroke, really. So hopefully the, the, the biggest thing here is just how is he going to recover? And did they do the surgery on time enough for for it not to have you know, long lasting of surgery. I do in terms of impairment, but if, you know, I've been a little late, we might, things might, I'm not going to say, I'm just going to wait till, um, you know, we see how he comes out out of the surgery. I want to speculate, but based on what I know from class, it's not really, um, a good prognosis every every time you had a stroke this kind of stuff it's not it's not really good
0: yeah definitely so definitely um our condolences for him and hopefully he's able to recover he actually still does work for manchester united as a consultant so hopefully he can come back to the club pretty soon and and contribute in some way
1: yeah, we hope we hope that kind of brain injury doesn't affect his speech, doesn't affect you know his mobility. There's a lot of there's a lot of complication that that's associated with you know a, a, this type of stroke. So hopefully there's no long term damage. Yeah,
0: and let's let's go over to some happier. news. I, I wouldn't say happier. But <laughs> <laughs> there was less a depressing, classic today.
1: Less depressing news. Yeah.
0: Much less depressing. There was a Classico today, Barcelona versus Real Madrid. So we got some information on both sides. We got some quotes Messi said before the match, and we got some things that happened to Ronaldo during the match. So I have a quote here from Lionel Messi um, describing what he thinks of the concept of rest and how, um, how he's really going to integrate it into his programming going forward. So I'm just going to read this to you guys right here. This is straight from Leo Messi. This was speaking spoken four days ago on May 2nd. He says, I feel great physically. My role is different at Barcelona now, but I prepare like I always have. It's very difficult for me to play once a week. I feel sluggish the next week if I haven't played midweek. The more I play, the better I feel. I've always played every three to four days throughout my career and my body is used to that. I don't like going an entire week without playing a game. I understand that after playing many games, the chances of getting injured increases, but I don't care. I feel best when I play.
1: Uh, (sighs) Messy, 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 messy. The Messiah. Is Is he speaking in code right now? Is he telling us
0: something? What is he telling us? I don't know. I mean Valverde is the first one, Valverde the Barcelona manager for the listeners out there. He is the first one really that has benched Lionel Messi for rest reasons ever. No one else has done it before and it's it is unprecedented, but the man is 30 going on 31. Yeah.
1: I think I mean, of course there's there information that we don't know, but you know what? I think there might be some sort of injury going on, some sort of overused injury that we're not seeing. And it's not affecting his performance yet, but I think they're trying to be cautious and the coach is trying to be cautious. The whole staff is trying to be cautious in time. Of course, guys, we, we have no information. We we speculate. In here. <laughs> just to let you guys know. But you know, a coach wouldn't just come out and just start benching Messi just because you know he wants the players to rest. You know there, 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 there. There might be some something going on here, and you know Messi is not telling us the, the 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 staff. The Barcelona staff is not telling us. But you know it's usually it's not it's not it's not very common for a coach to just start benching your best player just because you know you feel like he's tired. You know they're trying to he's trying to prevent some overused injuries.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely on the preventative route, and it could even be um, more so along the analytics route, right? So we do some analytics here at the fantasy doctors in the fo- in the in the football side of things, but um, looking into soccer, it could be that Barcelona maybe brought somebody in onto their onto their staff, their senior staff. That's their job is to kind of analyze players, analyze things like injury risk, and see okay, how many games should Lionel Messi play? How many minutes should be playing? And it could be Valverde, whose job it is to do what's told, what's, what's being given to him as, as, as far as advice. So, could be a lot of things here.
1: Could be a lot of things. And, like you said, too, Messi doesn't run as much anymore. Like, he's, he's becoming more efficient. So, that's kind of a contradiction to the, the court itself. If Messi said he wants to play more, but when you see him on the pitch, he's so efficient that he doesn't have to run more, then what's the issue here? You know what I mean? if he's running less, but yet the, you know, the coach, you know, bench him a couple of times and he has to come out and say, you know, and say this stuff, you know, publicly. then that means there's some going on. There's some, there's some tension between him and the coach that we don't know
0: about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The fact that he is not a very public person to begin with. So the fact that, he went on a little rant here, kind of.
1: I know, right? That, 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 that's messy. That's messy and <laughs> angry right there. Just send a message.
0: Yeah, but also, like, going back to what you said, these players, they don't rest a lot. Like, he plays once to twice a week the entire season, no injuries. And you would think that during the summer they have a break, but they really don't. Wait, they don't. They don't have a break in
1: us. Oh, we are. It's I mean, because, because of the World Cup.
0: Yeah, I'm talking like a true off season of one, two, or three months to really just recover and get back in the gym, get strength up. He doesn't have that. He has maybe two, three weeks at max. You talking about just
1: Because I know they have a rest period after the season end, but this year nobody had. If you're going in a World Cup, you you don't really have much rest.
0: Yeah, I mean World Cup this year. So World Cup every four years, and then. Um, every four years he's at Copa America and then they also had three years ago they had that Copa it was two years ago actually they had the Copa America Centenario he was at that and now it looks like Barcelona are traveling to Asia every offseason for preseason they're coming to America they're going all over the place and he just doesn't get any rest and of course if Barcelona's flying all the way to like New York Miami LA they're trying to sell tickets. Of course, Messi's going to play. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So I mean, he, say he he feels good. He wants to play. Let him play. But you know, coach, don't come out and just bench the best player in the world for that, no
0: reason. That's very true. A new coach at that too. <laughs> going over to the other side of the derby, Cristiano Ronaldo subbed off at halftime. Mm. Um, during El Clasico, was subbed off. Um, you, did you see the injury, Burr? What First happened? Of all, wait, wait, hold on. Give me my applause button
1: for, for Barcelona there. Ten men. <laughs> I was dry, on my way back from New York watching the game in the car. Thank God for cellular reception. Ten men down. Like ten men. Real Madrid's facing Barca. With, Barca has ten men on the pitch. And they still can't beat Barcelona. That's, got, that's crazy. That is crazy, bro. And Messi, of course, was as efficient. Messi and Suarez were as efficient as usual. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Really, this team cannot. After I saw the Suarez go, I just said, you know what? They, they, Real Madrid can't beat this team.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about this Barcelona versus this Real Madrid team over not even the past two, three years. Over the past decade, it seems like nah, the, Real Madrid are clearly the class of Europe. They've won the Champions League more than anyone else. They're going on their third straight final. They just can't beat this Barcelona it just, team. They just
1: can't beat this Barcelona team. And it's, it has to do with, because, you know, every my father used to say this to me as a kid. Now I'm starting to realize it. Every game has its face. Right, it's if you you play in the Champions League, it's a complete, de- completely different game than you were playing, you know, Barca or any other team in in La Liga. It's it's a different. It's like the moment you, it's 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 the setting, the the, the setting, the, what the game represent. If you beat the team before and then you go back and play the team again, you know it's La Liga. It's like a different context to it. It's just the mindset. Your mindset just changed and. Unfortunately, Real Madrid has not been able to beat Barca. You know, I think, what was that? What was the record for the past five years? I think Barca easily smashed Real Madrid more than Real Madrid smashed them. So that creates some sort of, um, that messed up your confidence going into the game. And I think that's what's happening. That's why Barca has been able to. Win all this time, which is frustrating as a as a Madrid fan. But yeah, let's talk about this. This, this <laughs> talk about this injury for man. Um, so Ronaldo, this is a beautiful assist by from Kareem Benzema. Just headed the ball down for Ronaldo, and you know he famous his famous tapping. Just come in <laughs> his presence. He knows where the ball is going to be, and he just basically laced the ball in the net. Tapped well, but tap the ball into the net really. But, you know, the what's his name? PK was of course tracking. He was (laughs) tracking Ronaldo the whole time and at least trying to. Yeah. And Ronaldo got a foot on the ball and then PK came in followed through with the tackle, of course, while Ronaldo kicked the ball and and doing that, you know, that melee that Ronaldo kind of twisted his ankle. Mm. So they took him out in the second half because they, they, want, they want to keep this guy healthy, man, because, you know, they've, they're facing a beast in a couple of weeks named Liverpool, so they, <laughs> need, they need him to be as healthy as possible.
0: That is yeah, true, man. I mean.
1: And it just shows you that Zidane doesn't care anymore about this, this classical thing. He doesn't care because he, he, he's not trying to injure his best player when he's got a bigger game coming in a couple of weeks, you know, yeah, Barcelona already won the game. They they won, they won La Liga. So why fight anymore? You know, I'm just going to make the better choice and save my best player for the bigger game.
0: Going back to the whole Ronaldo thing here. I mean, it, it takes a lot of bravery to bench someone like that. And if you make the wrong call, that could be your job right there. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, yeah definitely. Keep going, keep going. So, I mean, it's, it's the whole concept of really having to deal with superstar players and making the right call, not only making the right call, but also having them trust you and believe you in that this decision is going to be good for you in the long term. And that kind of trust takes a long time to build. And I think Zidane definitely should be given credit for that. Listen, Zidane had that trust
1: at the moment he took the job as a coach because of what he did as a player. Real Madrid. He has the respect of the locker room and everybody else. So he ha- he can make. He's that guy that can make that decision. And he just show you too that you know his his job is also on the line too. Don't forget that. <laughs> he didn't win a trophy. He didn't win La Liga this year. He he didn't win. He could exit out of the Copa del Rey. It took him. You gotta admit that he this this season was not easy for him. No, that uh, he took him a while to get the team going. And now that he's in that stage where he's at the Champions League final, that's the only trophy that he can win to keep the job. And you know, his focus, his mind, his mind's on this right now. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Screw the 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 history. Um the history attached to the El Clasico. I don't care about that. Yeah, you can you guys can win if you want, but my best player, I'm just gonna keep him.
0: Yeah, I mean and, and this is Real Madrid we're talking about. It's not a club that that is satisfied with merely getting to a final, they want trophies as in plural every year. I know it's no joke out here. And let's say he goes on to the final and loses. And then at the beginning of the season, benches Ronaldo for whatever reason um, next year. And he could be gone six, seven weeks into the season. So it takes a lot to make these calls.
1: Yeah. We know, we know Madrid fans are very fickle. (laughs) They are very fickle. They're very demanding fans. And, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But Zidane has to win the Champions League, man, for him to at least maintain his job. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know if, they, if that's going to happen. Liverpool's looking, whoo, Liverpool's looking great. No, not the defense, but the, their offense is looking great, man.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll talk a, a little <laughs> bit about that next week, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. You'll be a happy guy at the end of the day. regardless. That is true. <laughs> Um, all right, let's, let's move into some more news at Arsenal. A couple interesting things have happened here. Um, one is Arsene Wenger um, has finished his last home game as an Arsenal manager today, winning 5-0 today. Um, Berg, what's your thoughts on this whole kind of saga and it ending and the impact <sighs> that he's had?
1: You know what? I think Harson should have left the club five years ago. He should have left the club five years ago, man. But, you know, it's, it's this kind of this football economics where, you know, you have a manager that can get the job done without spending that much money. So let's keep the manager on board for another three to four years or rack up as much money as we can, increase the ticket price so we can make profit. But as long as the club stay, you know, top four, top five, you know that's revenue in our pocket and that's that's the model that they've been following for the past 5 6 years and you know i austin venger like credit to him though man for <laughs> for being able to actually stay as a manager for this club for what wow, how many years like 20 years um close to yeah 15 20 years i believe that is kind of crazy when you think about always finishing, you know, he became, Austin became a meme, the meme that says top four, this is my spot. (laughs) Uh, Like 20 years able to actually keep the club at a finishing the premier league at a, at least top four. That's, that's amazing in itself. But, you know, like I said, Football fans are fickle, you know. You spend too, you spend too many. I think human beings are fickle. Period. You spend too many <laughs> years being top four, just finishing four, fourth place. Fans gonna get complacent, and the fan has been. They've they've reached that point for many years, and they've been wanting change, and they notice the game that's happening, the profit game, and the people were mad, and they wanted they wanted Austin gone for many years, but he was still there finishing, except this. The past couple of years, the past three years, Arsene, has, Arsene, couldn't do it. Arsene could not do it. You could tell he could not get the best out of his players, and I think he should have left a long time ago. And I think it's because this year, not only that the fan, the fans are not behind him. I don't think the owners, the owners are realizing, hey, we can't keep that 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 business model running for because the fans going to start boycotting games, so we can't we can't be doing that. So. I think he didn't. I think he made the decision to to retire, right? He didn't
0: I? I think it was. I think it was more so the the management that kind of told him that it was time to go. Yeah, it's it, yeah that
1: they they realized he could not run because I I I don't think Arsene would have never retired to be honest with you because mm-hmm. he loved that club so much, man. He would stay for another ten years if he if he had to.
0: Yeah, I honestly, I'm on the mindset that he should have left when Pep Guardiola was available before he took the job for Manchester city, because I think that Guardiola is someone that can take a club and take it to the next level as he's done with Manchester city. Um, I think that his philosophy, his style of play is very similar to that of Arsene Wenger and the players that are at his disposal um, right now. And I think he should have gone then, but that's just me, I'm not really in a position to make any change there, but
1: yeah I, and also, I don't think he left like on a good note, like I w- remember when um when he re- not when he announced his retirement, I just thought, okay, they have to win the european the, the european league now they have oh, yeah. to win it, they have to send the guy on a good note, like the players has to realize, okay, yes, you know he's been messing up the past four years, but He's a great manager. We got to send him off on a good note, and guess what happened? I was watching the, the Atletico, just that semifinal the other day, man. Yeah. It was awful. Like, no drive. No drive at all. The players, you can tell, like, the, play- <laughs> no, the players. Atletico just basically bullied Arsenal. I mean, the score didn't reflect it, but if you watch the game, you, it's just the guys, the guys weren't playing. Ozil coming out and tweeting, oh it's a, it's a you know it's frustrating within and Ozil, if you don't get if you don't get the <laughs> hell out of here, man. Serious, you you've been in the club for four years. Every oh sleepless night because I didn't win. <laughs> you should you should be used to a sleepless night because Arsenal would lose all the time. You know, they, they had the players have the chance to send them off on a good note and it didn't.
0: You know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because it, it seems like the players love Arson but when it comes time for them to play for him they don't show up
1: yes that's what i mean i think they love arson it's kind of like the guy that yeah is the whole man is he's you know when you were when you were top when you're the top manager in the world and you 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 kind of have that respect that long lasting respect you still have it but you're not performing you know at the level of that respect anymore the players still respect them but Arsene was not able to get the best out of his players, even though with that connotation that he's the, one of the greatest manager in the world. But at the same time, at some point, you gotta be like, all right, you are the best manager in the world, but you know, you're not you're not working for the club right now. We respect you, but we can't we we're not we can't we can't work for you because we're not you're not getting the best out of us. And he wasn't able to do that. And I was very I'm very disappointed that he didn't. He didn't win the, you know, he didn't make it to the final of the European, the European Perfect. League. Very disappointed.
0: Um, on a bit of a happy note, Santi Cazorla is seemingly back in training. Um, he was seen doing drills on the pitch before the Europa League game, actually. Um, and in terms of coming back and returning to the game, uh, it seems like he's almost there. Maybe yeah. one more off season to really just get back into mad shape um he should be good to go at the start of next season but it remains to be seen whether or not it will be with arsenal yo this guy's
1: been battling this injury since october 2016 bro yeah like it, it's been it's been like it's one of those i almost forgot about him that's how long he's been out yeah no, he's, he's been out a very long time. Very October 2016, man, when he he was playing and he got some players. He, he's got a he had a knock on his Achilles, and they just thought, oh, it's a knock, you know, it's 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 gonna take about a week or two to, you know, to heal. But I guess the knock wasn't healing. I guess the the players, the player that kind of hit him on his Achilles, I guess that kind of caused one of those, maybe an avulsion or a bone spur. That aggravated the injury and caused Achilles tendonitis and that injury he has not that injury has not been able to heal well. Inflammation upon inflammation, you know the doctor says, "Hey, you had to have surgery, right?" But that, <laughs> literally, the no, that was <laughs> the first surgery was going is we was going to have for this kind of pump
0: because he had what like ten surgeries for this. He had definitely double digits. Um, confirmed 11 i believe it could be more 11 surgeries on your achilles that's that's crazy yeah and it's it's very surprising in that um it was supposed to be a two-week thing and now it's going it's probably going to be about two years when it's all said and done um and what you kind of described is actually exactly what happened where um the tendon originally it was a very minor injury and it just got worse and worse more and more irritated because of the tendonopathy and then um what actually happened was they went in to repair it and the tendon became infected oh my and god i am not exaggerating when i say the tendon literally rotted from the inside out
1: yeah that's what I, was, that's what that's what i was reading he yeah. was thinking about they were thinking about amputating the leg yeah that's can how bad imagine, it was can you imagine this as a as a soccer player? Your 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 whole <laughs> career depends on that foot. Yeah. They're telling you that you know they might have to amputate.
0: Nah, that's insane that that it's really progressed to that level, but um we'll definitely keep you guys updated on his return. That's crazy. All right. Um that's it for topics for today. Is Barry? you have anything you want to tell listeners about? Um no, no, no.
1: Just just looking forward to the uh, Champions League final. I'm gonna have my my, my popcorn because those of you who don't know, I'm a Madrid and Liverpool fan. <laughs> I'm gonna have a Real Madrid shirt and a Liverpool shirt, and whichever score, I just take off the shirt, and then <laughs> I'm just gonna be swapping shirt left and right. I'm gonna have popcorn because it's gonna be very entertaining.
0: <laughs> that is true. We should do a preview pod. Let's do a preview pod for it. Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> Let's do that. We could do, yeah. We could do that. We'll work it in. We can do All right. that. But you could follow me at the Football Physios. Um, check out my website. I made a website, guys. TheFootballPhysios.com. Go check it out. Uh, Berg, what's your handle?
1: I'm at the Soccer Obsessed. You can find me there. Ask me questions about drills, about um, sports injury. I think this week's. I'm going. This week I'm going to talk about ankle injury. So if you want to tune into that tune in
0: yeah definitely and follow the um the fantasy doctors on sol- all social media platforms and yeah if you're interested in mlb nba nfl injuries we got it all so definitely stay tuned
1: and please give us that review and if you have any suggestion for the podcast just let it know in a, in a, the comment comment of the podcast
0: all right word thanks for joining us
1: guys see you next week